Lucky you. 36 best holes in golf. Alternate Shots Podcast. Barney's Army. Where we talk about golf. Sandy. Poker. James Bond. Horse racing. Double. Classic movies. Zenyatta. We have no script. Down the stretch they come. We are glad you joined us. Frankly, my dear, I don't give a damn. (laughs) Okay, Billy. Billy, what do we got today? This is unbelievable, incredible. We're in the Wingfoot locker room. And I'm just going to say, this is the Belmont, the third leg of the Triple Crown, right? And we're on the poker table, too, by the way. Oh, yes. Are you touching all the bases, boys? We're on the poker table. You can see the poker table. But we won't see everything. Yeah, poker table. (laughs) So here's what we're going to do today, Billy. We're going to turn it over to you, and you can introduce our special guest. And we are going to talk about everything the Belmont, right? Our special guest is uh, Chris Mara, who has an extensive knowledge of both winning and losing money at the racetrack <laughs> with with horses and any other side bets, split pots and everything else. Uh, been following the horses as long as I've known him. I think he caught the habit from his father, as did I. And uh, <clears throat> I don't know how many Belmont Stakes we've been to together. We'll go to this one again probably 10 or 12 of them, including the day my uh, youngest daughter was born, much to the chagrin of Chris's mom, who looked at me like, what the hell's the matter with you? But, <laughs> <clears throat> but it was the Belmont. That was the year of Lemon Drop Kid. Well, wait, wait, this wait. year, there's no Lemon, Hold on, Billy. lemon Drop Kid. Your your mother had a few children. Did your father have the occasion of being at a track when one of you were when she was in labor? This well, could have happened by accident. No, but I, I will say this. Um, Maybe it was you. <laughs> I will say this. My dad go, used to go to the Derby um, every year, and there was a lot of first communions on the first Saturday in May that he missed. <laughs> well, I suppose he can be okay for that. But he never missed a birth because of uh, no, he never two dollar. Uh, he might have missed show. one on a scouting trip, but way back when. Well, that's work. I wonder yeah. if it ever crossed his mind to maybe switch to Lutheran or something. <laughs> Press well, we have one service, and you yeah. can you can miss a lot. I know one thing: the rhythm method didn't work. We had eleven kids, so <laughs> yeah, I've got seven. Take it over. All right, so Chris, who do you like? Is you, how do you want to start this? Here, you you took this picture. Where were you when you took this picture? I was up in the uh, Empire Terrace dining room, which uh, used to be the place to go. Uh, I don't know how much anymore. Um, Manny was the uh, maitre d' back then, and you slip him a 20 or 30 or 40 bucks and you get a seat down by the finish line on most days. On the Belmont day, that was different. Then you had to rely on the kindness of strangers, and one of them was sitting right next to you. I used to get to ride on the coattails of, of of the Mara table, because Chris's date and bride of many summers opted out. So I, I took her place at the track only. All right, you're getting a phone call from one of your fans. So you're telling it's me- It's not one of my fans, it's one of our poker players. All right, so you're telling me that on a regular Saturday during the season, Manny, Manny knew you, right? Yeah. And then and, and during the Belmont, he said, what's your name? What's your name? And no. Bill didn't remember, he didn't remind you, remember your name? <laughs> no, they took it out of his hands on Belmont Day. I could get around him with Duncan. When Duncan was before Manny, I could get around it a little bit. But, uh-huh. but Chris, looking at this field, yep, I'm yep. looking at the Preakness winner as maybe the, the, uh, the only real speed in the race. Although, as we discussed earlier, Brad Cox has a three in there and they may try to upset the front runner's plans. What are your thoughts? Well, my thoughts are this. Brad Cox has three horses in there. Todd Pletcher has two. 
And as you know, there's a little bit of gamemanship that goes on when these big races come along and you have multiple horses in and you're trying to beat, you know, I don't say he's going to be the favorite um, national treasure, but he'll be one of the one of four favorites. And so I think you're going to see a little bit of gamesmanship in, in terms of one of these trainers sending out one of their horses pretty quick as a rabbit, as a rabbit to challenge them. And, you know, anything can happen from there, especially in a mile and a half. This is be the first and last time most of these horses will ever run a mile and a half. So the rabbit is there to get national treasures dandruff up to maybe run a little different race than he would normally run, right? Correct. Well, yeah, to run himself out. They try and make, you know, to, yeah. to burn him out by fast fractions. But right. it's not impossible for a rabbit to end up sneaking away. Old Forbes did it years ago. Looked like he was going to be a rabbit and he just stayed well, there the whole way. You're really outdating yourself now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that goes way back. <laughs> You think I can find a picture on that horse? <laughs> no, no. You like could find him. He, he was trained by Laz Barrera, who also trained Affirmed. Affirmed was, a, you know, a lot of front runners have won this race. A lot of the Triple Crown, as you know, winners uh, won on the front end in this race. So, yeah, absolutely. You know, the big difference is, you know, come to, um, you know, Belmont time, there's no, you know, there's only two horses in here that ran in the Kentucky Derby. Um, which is which is odd, yeah. Which is very odd. And- Tap um, price. Yeah, there's nine, you know, nine horse field, which is actually a, a good field for the Belmont because um, usually they get whittled down by now. Um, but there's a couple of fresh horses in here, um, especially, you know, outside one of the outside horses, Angel of Empire, who ran third in the Derby and he was gaining at the end. His progression buyer speed figure wise, is going upwards, which is one of my key handicapping things. And um, that horse, to me, um, probably will go off the favorite, in my opinion. You think Angel of Empire yeah. had a forte? Yeah, I think I think it would go. Well, if you look at at the speed figures on on forte, um, yeah, they're the, going down. The buyers, they're not progress. The buyer speed figures are not progressing that much. But and you know, you know, Billy as. As the world knows, if it, you know you don't bet Fletcher, you leave on a stretcher. Yeah, so, you know you can't leave Forte out. But the, but the other, the other problem with Fletcher Florida is Florida. the other Fletcher. Well, it wasn't Florida Derby the last Forte race? Yes, that's and correct. he nudged out Mage. Why did we miss that one, Billy? Come on, Chris. I, I don't want to read the red board anymore. <laughs> <laughs> you don't want to that, be reminded that by that Chris. horse is passed. That show's gone. The boat left. <laughs> you all should have had mage <clears throat> i think only one of the three of us did yeah there's you know there's four top horses and they're all you know any one of them could go off as the favorite in my opinion um it's just a matter of what what the guy wise guys like at the track and i, I can see any of the four two four six or eight could go off as the favorite in my opinion yep uh, what do you think hit show uh, one of brad cox is he's in the seven hole well, I, you know, he could be one of those horses that I was just talking about that might just try to do something funny for Brad Cox's other two horses. Cause yeah, I, I agree. He had a bad trip in the Derby. Yeah. So did the, by the way, so did the, uh, the two horse Tappet Trice. Right. Tappet Trice was uh, basically last the whole way around and just sort of sauntered in seventh in that race. And they say he got bumped somewhere along the line, but I just watched the race and he was, 
he was never in it and Saez didn't push him at the top of the stretch. He just kind of cantered home. But yeah. before, before that race, that horse was, you know, knocking on the door. Right. Well, that, you know, as you know, as a handicapper, you know, Tappet Trice is one of those horses that you just draw a line through the Derby, which, yep. you, do, which you do every year with half the horses in that field because they get bumped around and there's 18, yeah. 20 horses in there. But Tappet Trice, before the Derby had those ascending buyers that I like to see, the speed figures. And um, I, I just draw a line through that race. So he, he's definitely one of the top four. Okay. Yeah, I, I'm going to include him in Super Factors. And he's the other Pletcher. So right. you might leave in a stretcher, even if you bet Pletcher and you don't bet the other <laughs> Pletcher with him. What do we know about Il Miracolo or whatever that horse is called? I think Il Miracolo probably means the miracle, which is what, it would take, I think, for that horse to win. But it's one of the that I said did not have a chance. <laughs> I mean, you look at his races. He's got two races at a mile and an eighth. One he lost by thirteen lengths, and and uh, the other one he lost by thirty-one lengths. So he's not he's not indicating that distance is what he wants. In fact, every time he's gone two turns, he's been double digits out of the money. Yeah. So he lost by thirty-one lengths, which is. What uh, Secretariat won at 50 years ago, um, yep. this Friday, actually, yeah. not Saturday, but um, it is the 50th anniversary of Secretariat, Billy. And if you're a hunch player, you know what they called Secretariat, right? Big Red. Big Red, man. And you got Red Route 1, the number nine horse. Yeah. So going to get a I, lot of those plays. The yeah. thing about Red Route 1, I liked him in the Preakness, and he didn't run a, a bad race. And, he's, and Steve Asmussen is you know, America's all-time winning trainer is, he's no, he's no idiot. I don't think he's coming here for his health. So if that race breaks down, if those rabbits do run national treasure into the ground, he, he's going to be coming at the end, whether he gets jump on Forte or the rest of them, I don't know. Yeah. I, coming. I don't disagree with you. I don't think he's one of the top four, but you know what? Sometimes at a mile and a half, like I said, the first time they run it and probably the last time, you just never know what's going to happen. Yeah, he's been beaten by several of these horses um, yeah. already, but I don't know that any race has set up for him yet. And I don't know if this one does. Again, it's up to the whether whether Brad Cox is going to send rabbits, whether Todd's going to send rabbits. That's Someone's going to have to go with National Treasure. Otherwise, Baffert steals the race. Right. Mm -hmm. Forte had to come out of the uh, Derby because of an ankle problem, I think I remember, right? Yeah. Is that an issue for you guys in this race, or do you think four or five weeks since then it's it's not a problem? Yeah, I, I don't think it's an issue because if you watch his workout pattern since um, he got taken out of that race, sometimes um, you really don't know what the stewards do as far as before the race. They could just see some little thing. And, uh, you know, you don't know what's behind that, but it's had a regular workout pattern ever since he got taken out. So I don't think it's an issue myself. Is Forte the fastest on paper of all the horses, you think? Um, I would say so, but his, his buyer numbers don't indicate that. But um, he really has been the best horse on the track for the last, you know, five or six races it's run. So and it's beaten a lot of these horses before. And and you can't really judge him on the time of the race because he's not he's a stretch runner so he's not establishing the pace, right? So he's kind of a victim. He just gets there in time. Yeah, he he wins with enough. That's it. With yeah. enough. Yeah. So you know, if you had a firmer Seattle Slough or Justify, they set the pace. You can judge their times because they 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 cut out the fractions the whole way around. 
Correct. Forte, you can't really tell if he'd run faster or not because he's only running as fast as he has to to get past whoever's set in the fractions. Exactly. It's just like, you know, me playing you in golf and, you know, I'm up three up with, you know, three to go. I just pace myself, you know. You just pace yourself because I can linger, but I can't last. <laughs> you went five straight birdies on me on the East on the East course one day. I don't know if you remember that. No, I don't. Birdied one through five. Well, I That's remember. a long time ago. <laughs> So let me I, I made a comeback and lost that. maybe only 60 bucks. All right, let's get back to horses. Come on, we can talk about golf. So you, well, Chris has been my horse in many bet. outings too, so. Let's ask you about an exacta bet. Let's say you can only make one exacta bet. I'll let you go both ways. What are your two horses that you're going to bonus? For me, I'm betting a 6-8 exacta box, heavy. Uh, you took the words right out of my mouth. <laughs> box or heavy? <laughs> heavyweight i i really have uh, i think angel of empire is going to be a lot to deal with in the stretch i really do and i think forte is also and it, you know i don't know does national treasure hang on does yeah, the one pick up the pieces yeah it's whether national treasure gets out on his own and goes wire to wire you know i mean i think yeah, if he gets out on his own you know depending on the pace and john velasquez is very good at pace uh, pacing a horse but these two other horses might catch him anyway if you know if he doesn't get away with really slow fractions right agree so the line right now isn't you're going to say that the national treasure line is good they're, they're going to be the favorite right uh they could no like i said they're the, the, money the, will be two, there. the two four six rate either one could be the favorite because yeah. one's five to one and one's seven to two in the morning line that's not a big difference right now that oh, could yeah. change easily very easily. I don't see any uh, three to twos. No, no, no way. There's still going to be some juice here. Some, yeah, uh, I, I, some leverage. You know, it, I, I think if Forte gets a lot of money, you have to pay attention to that. Yeah, I agree. And it could, it, it ain't going to go lower than five to two, though, I don't think. I no, really, I don't think any of them will be lower than five to two. But if he drifts up to six to one or something like that, then I'd, then I'd be a little concerned. Yeah, right. Um, but if any of, you know, if Angel Vampire goes off seven to two, four to one, it's, you know, get the bag, Norton. We're rich. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so yeah, you don't have like a twenty dollar exacta. This could be a seventy, eighty dollar exacta or more. Yeah, a little more, maybe. A little more. <laughs> you can hope for that, but you know, you guys are a six eight exact is probably going to pay you know thirty six to forty two dollars. No, it's it's a great betting race. It really is because you got you know at least four horses that are going to go off at you know five to two or more. Right, and when that happens, the exactors are the beneficiaries. Yeah, yeah it's spread around. Yeah, the exacta in the Preakness was pretty high because of the combination of the two horses, right? Um, there was some yeah. sort of a long yep. shot in there that was second. Exactas, like everything else, are paramutual. So if you had two horses at five to two and the rest of them are six to one or over, you're not going to get much on the on that exacta. But with right. four horses in, you know, seven to two, five to two, three to one, four to one, the money gets split up a lot more in the paramutual. So you'll get a bigger price. Exactly. You won't get much on a superfecta if they run the four of them together. Mm -hmm. So I'll ask Billy this question first. You get to pick the winner, the second, and the third place horses, and you only get to pick this one. So what are you going with? Here's your prediction. Who's first, who's second, who's third? Um, Forte, Angel of Empire, Tappet Trice. Hmm. Yeah, I, you know, I, I'll probably go pretty much the same. Um, 
Although I, you know what, I, I probably will have to throw national treasure in there if I'm doing a trifecta, just because I think with his speed, he's got to be somewhere there and down the stretch. Yeah, well, he would be in every super factor. And by the way, I don't bet straight triples like that. So I'd box, I'd box that. Yeah, which I do the same thing. Unless if I feel good about Angel of Empire, I'm going to wheel him on top, you know. I would I would do that also, but I, I always put the box in at least once just in case I'm wrong by a nose or a head or something like that. Or which that, that doesn't happen very often, right? No, I've never been wrong by that by that little. <laughs> <laughs> Will you put a big bet on one of these four horses and then not bet to win the other three? You just you have a feeling I'm gonna go with this horse. Well, what I do is if I if I really like the horse, then I'm gonna bet him to win in place. I learned that um the hard way. Okay. Um, cause if you, if you bet to win, I, if say I want to bet, you know, a hundred dollars to win or $200 to win, I bet a hundred to win in place now because I know I'm getting my money back. If he comes in second, right. And I've gotten smarter over the years. It took me a long time, but I figured it out. And then you'll make it up in the exact box. Yeah. I'll make it. No, I'll make it up in the next race. It doesn't yeah, matter. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to make it up on earlier races. <laughs> yeah. So what's the difference? There's some, there are some great earlier races on this card too. That's one of the great things about Belmont Stakes Day. It's, a, it's not just the Belmont Stakes. It's a, it's a great card the whole way. Exactly. It is a really good card. So although the public focuses and the media focuses mainly on the, on the big race, us horse players are looking for some gems in the, in the earlier races, the seven like, furlong sprints and things like that. Yeah. I mean, like, like that eighth race, maybe a 25, the one shot. Yeah. yeah there, there is a, there is a good possibility and there. there's a really speedy horse who loves the distance <laughs> in there and he's going to be a long shot. I'm not going to say who that is because I want him to stay a long shot. I <laughs> opened my mouth once too often in the past. And there's thousands that listen to this podcast. So they yeah. might, you know, at least the amount of money that'll go generous. onto this horse. We have some degenerates. Collier Kirkham might lay a thousand on whatever you're talking about and bring the odds way down. Come uh -huh. on, you know, or Bob Aarons or Phil Hogan, you know, let's <laughs> make a few degenerates if we will. <laughs> yeah. Chipper. Could, depending on how they do in the yeah. poker game tonight, they may want to parlay it onto, Not talking uh, about you know, this. a dark horse in the eighth. If you bring it up, that's your own business. Okay. <laughs> so you guys are going on Saturday. Give us a little idea about uh, going there and what time do you get there? And well, you know, you, you see know. the view that uh, that you have up on the screen is the view we will have all day. Mm -hmm. That's correct. And it, you know, it the race doesn't go off till seven oh five p.m. and um, we'll probably be there by eleven thirty. So that's a long day. Yeah, you better you know. get some rest, Bill. Yeah, and one of these riders is actually going to ride off into the sunset. Wow! Or, or the smoke. <laughs> or the smoke. Yeah, that's another thing that, you know, it's a good point bringing that up because, you know, today the uh, races at Finger Lakes and Delaware were canceled and tomorrow will be the first day of the week um, at Belmont. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see if they actually run because those trainers are not bringing these horses out in this kind of uh, crap weather, you know. Yeah, you can't you can't breathe. Yeah. Yeah, yeah but hopefully it'll be as big a day as it always is it's always very festive and yeah people in great moods with their big hats and everything like that so you know it's a little like the super bowl in in new york racing between the between the belmont and the travers that's when you know all the people are who you, don't really give a you about the races hat, up. i got my hat um <laughs> for that day zero and justify justify <laughs> justify <laughs> 
Won the triple crown. <laughs> yeah, do you wear your lucky podcast hat that I gave you? I will. The alternate shots. I, I don't wear any probably, hat. Probably only going to be half the amount of people there that were for, there for Justify because it was triple crown. So right. These yeah. are getting in and out. But that's that's okay with me. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, that's that's just so it's a real outing. Are you going to go over any tables like and let it ride? You know, at the end of the show when he buys yeah. with the wind tickets and well, last year, having a very last, good day. Last year, Billy entertained uh, Governor Hochul. Um, oh yeah, she came over to say oh. hello, and he, he offered her some brownies and some uh, chocolate chip cookies. She didn't bite. And her secret security service. wouldn't let me get back to my seat. There was a horse named Fort Bragg running earlier. Fort Bragg. Well, that, that's my that's Starlight Racing's running against us in the eighth race. Yep. Yep. And Shug's got one in that race too. So hey, is Shug got any what horse? to do? That's a that's a triple. Shug's got a bunch of horses tomorrow. Yeah. Not in the Derby, though, right? Not not in the Belmont. Not, no, not, not in the Belmont. Right. Yeah, Belmont. but he has some in the big races. Yeah. You better make your little call to him or your text him and see what he's up about. We'll have a paddock pass for you, Billy. Don't worry. All right. So last, I'll talk uh, to him live. Thoughts here, Billy and Chris. This has been great, by the way. I think that if you read between the lines, there's a lot of information here. Go away. Go go. Put your money in TBG. Yeah, just you know, for people who don't understand, Belmont, the race itself is a mile and a half, and the track is a mile and a half. So the picture you're looking at, that's the starting line and the finish line. Yep. One I think it's now. the biggest track in the United States. Yeah. They just go once around, so yep, binoculars. It's because of it. Yeah. yeah, it's a great race. The test of the champion. And the horse yep. has never raced this far until this race. This exactly. is it. Exactly. And There's will... no other race that's this long, right? Well, no, not a, not a not big race level. like this. And they're not going to run it any, after this. And not for three-year-olds. Yeah, right. Well, There we... was one great historical stretch in the Belmont. I think it was somewhere in the early 80s, 82 to 87, maybe, where Woody Stevens won five five in a row. Right. Five Belmonts in a row. If you think about that, that's like, you know, Joe DiMaggio's 56-game hitting streak. That's not going to probably happen again. U.S. Open five times in a row. Is, isn't that the eighth race called the Woody Stevens? Yes, I think so. <laughs> so <laughs> he was a great trainer. <laughs> so he's got the Justify hat on. Just sum up what the, that must have been like in 2018, right? Uh, yes, correct. So in, in 2017, the um, partnership I was involved with Starlight, they had um, bought into the, the racing rights, part of the racing rights of uh, Justify. And um, basically the horse went and, you know, won six races in a row. Obviously the last one being the Belmont Stakes, which was the Triple Crown, which was, you know, incredibly exciting for everybody. Um and then, unfortunately, it had a little bit of a um, an ankle issue. Um, could it have gone on and raced and made us a lot more money? I think so. But um, the breeder said, uh, we can make a lot more money over here. So we're going to send him out to stud. Um, but, yeah, that was great excitement there. Had a great time. Uh, when you say they bought him through the racing rights, that excludes breeding rights, correct? correct. That's correct. Yeah. But then a couple of years later, we were fortunate enough to... Um, Starlight and a couple other groups had Authentic, which um, kind of made up for Justify because huh. he ended up winning, you know, um, the Breeders' Cup. He won, you know, he, he won a lot of big races for us, won the Derby and and the Breeders' Cup. Uh, and classic. The, and you had the breeding rights. Yeah, we that. had the breeding rights to that. So 
So he's, he was trained by Todd Pletcher. Correct. Yeah. So uh, Justin, I still alive. Oh yeah. Justifies yeah. pumping them out like crazy. So is it the old fashioned way or do they, do they put it in test tubes and use it that way? No, I'm sorry, Billy. Authentic was, was Pletch. I was a uh, Baffert too. Uh, uh, yeah. Oh, uh, yeah, Baffert, yeah. 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 So in the breeding, it's just the old fashioned way you, you have a horse, but did they ever take stuff and freeze sperm or whatever it is and do it that way? Or is that no. not kosher? No, they're not. I, I don't think they're actually allowed to do that. Um, okay. But um, some of them, you know, look at secretariat, he was shooting blanks. So, oh, <laughs> yeah, it's a very tricky business, the breeding business. You got to get your money early. Very profitable if you hit the right one. Yeah, like gun, like Gunrunner, for instance, is you know got to be expensive now, right? Yep. Hey guys, this has been great. I really appreciate your time, Chris. You put a lot of thought into it, and we'll have a lot of fun on Saturday. We'll go live this experience. Are you guys going down there for the eight or nine hours? You can be down there, and uh, I'm I'm certainly going to look up the eighth race on my own. Nobody should do that, but I'm going to do it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to try to do a little Colombo on that race. You can just ask the guy next to you what name of the horse. He'll tell you. Okay. I'll so it's, like, it's like Billy uh, Harmon telling about the guy playing 13 East with his wife and, the, yeah. and some snide remark to his wife. And then they got divorced. And he says, I'm not telling you that name. We still haven't gotten a name out of him. <laughs> well, I'll be getting that phone call on Saturday from Billy Harmon, too, because he likes these horses also. Oh, good. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Chris, you've been great. Thanks a lot. We'll right. talk to you guys later. See you. All buddy. right, I'll see you guys in a little while. May the horse be with you. Yeah, and also with you. Thanks for joining Billy us Casper, today, Billy Horn. We really appreciate your Double feedback. Indemnity. And please Marky. subscribe to Two the show Adder. and hit Claude the bell Harmon. icon so you get notified. Movie classics, new episodes. Mark Gable. Hit them hard job. and hit them off. That's thirty-six holes.